When you're down in your luck, you're lost in the muck, and your team is running last, just grab a beer, sit down and cheer for the cause of the Void Podcast. Okay, hello and welcome to episode 11 of uh, the Cause of the Void Podcast. Um, it's Jimmy here. Hello, Adrian. How, how are you? Man, I'm awful. <laughs> <laughs> you <just> fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it does suck. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so as you can tell, we uh, are right in the middle of the COVID nineteen um, pandemic, which means we are in isolation. And um, Adrian is over a Facebook um, messenger call, so. He's uh, obviously he's, you won't be able to hear him too much, but you'll have to ke- keep your ears open. Keep your ears open, and um, it's a little bit quiet. And and yeah, no, no, no. It's it's not quiet, but it's just um, it's it's a good it's good volume, Adrian. It's just that it's like you know it's over the phone, so it's a bit dodgy. But that's alright. Uh-huh. Obviously, my words okay. are going to come out a little bit better, but that's okay for the listeners. Um, you know, if you want, if you want some wisdom, just just tune in that little bit. You have to just concentrate a little bit, a little bit more, more for Adrian. But that's okay, that's okay. Um, anyway, so we're going to start off with, um, you know, a bit, a bit about the virus, um, how it's been affecting us, how it's been affecting everything, um, and obviously, like it's on everyone's sort of mind. So hopefully, Adrian, we can share something that um, we can talk about things that you know people haven't talked about before. You know, like giving giving our input on it. Because um, I'm sure you know everyone's heard a lot about it and stuff like that. Does that make sense, Adrian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because so it'd be it'd be easier for us to just say every, stuff that everyone else has already said. So if, yeah. Um. So what you know? How's it? How's it been affecting you? To you know, f- firstly. Been working a lot more. Yeah. For a start. Yep. And you work out coals, um, of course. Because I work at coals, and I also work as a paramedic. Mm-hmm. And you know the funny thing with paramedics, it's not. Pardon. It's not that people are hurting themselves more. It's just that we always need people on standby. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, you know. Like it's a commonly known statistic that um, people hurt themselves or try stupid things more during holiday seasons. Yep. That's not the case right now, but just to make sure, they still always want paramedics on standby. So that means more work for for me. Yeah, sure. And are people um, are some paramedics like not? Are they just abandoning mission? They're saying, "Look, it's too it's too dangerous. I don't want to work. I'm staying home." I've heard about that, but not everyone that I've not anyone that I've seen. Okay, so it's. Quite common. Well, pretty, so everyone's just pretty pretty much still working. Yeah, like um, a friend of mine. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry. Right. Keep fighting, Adrian. Keep fighting. The other day, she um, I told her, you know, I'm still working and I'm working more as a paramedic than as um, I am at Coles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And she called me a hero. Oh, a hero. I hate that. Oh, what, 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 what term would you rather? Because you are a hero, Adrian. Keeping, you're keeping us safe. You're keeping the world safe. 
I don't want to be called that. Oh. It feels like something for better people than me. All I'm doing really is working. It's my job, you know? Sure. Yeah, but, you know, you're saving people, you know? Like, it's a pretty heroic thing to do, you know? It's pretty, like, I wouldn't want to be bloody... First of all, I wouldn't want to be a paramedic, but second of all, I definitely wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to be a paramedic during, you know, if everyone's infected with this really contagious virus that kills people. Like, that's pretty crazy. I don't take it that way. Yeah. What do you take it as? My job. Hmm. It's just another job sort of thing. Look, it is. Hmm. And how about Coles? How, do, how is it different to, um, you know, working at the Coles? Well, there's lines, first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. I can't go in the way anymore. I have to go in through the back, yeah, which you only used oh. to do um, going in via the, like, the docking bay. You only used to do that if you started really, really early. Okay. But now, with uh, lines and queues in front of the the normal entry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. And you have to go through that way anyway. Okay. And do you have to wear, like, um, I know I've talked about this before, but maybe it's changed. Do you have to wear masks and safety gear, like, when you're working? We don't have to, but we ha- we have the option to. If we want. Okay, but you don't? No, I don't. You're an animal, Adrian. You don't care. You're, you're ruthless. You're a mongrel. <laughs> okay, you be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine um, with the paramedics thing, you'd have to wear safety gear. No? Absolutely. Yeah. Only if there is the potential, like uh, someone had a coughing fit, that say they passed out, then we get the gear on just in case. Okay. But if it's a normal, normal, any other regular, (laughs) keep going, the kickups can't can't take over your life, Adrian. Sorry, continue. (laughs) Usual. (laughs) Sorry, say it again. If it's any other thing as per usual, then. Okay. Right. All right. So, so no, I, I get. How about you, Jimmy? How about me? No, well, well, I don't know. I I haven't left the house for three weeks. You know, my job's was swim teaching, so that's obviously um, cancelled. Oh well, you know. Um, luckily for me, my dad goes out and does the shopping, and my mum goes out and does the shopping. So um, that's good. There was there's one at Bella Vista Hotel where. Um, they come to you. They're just getting rid of all their stuff. So we, you know, did that um, and just put it in your car. So that sort of minimizes the risk, which is good. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I haven't. I mean, I go go out for like runs and stuff, but I make sure I'm across the road if anyone's coming my way. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, 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 we're sort of making sure that we're um, as risk as risk free as possible. I suppose risk free, like taking minimizing our risk. Yeah. Stuff. Hmm. And um, have you ever dealt with? Yeah. Have you ever dealt with anyone um that have had symptoms like with your paramedics job? I haven't dealt with anyone. No. But I have seen um some victims of it. 
Really? Well, like, at a hospital way in the city. I, I forget the, the suburb. But um, they were at the point where they were on ventilators. Yeah. That would suck. It was quite bad, yeah. So uh, you at the hospital you went in and you saw those, like in an emergency or something or not really? Yes. Emergency. Oh, that sucks, man. That sucks. No, oh, well. It's awful, you know. Yeah. You know. And when do you think? Like, what what are your predictions for like the future? You know, in terms of how, um, you know, what's gonna happen in the future? Like, will we see the end of this anytime soon? Or possibly. But the thing is, it's not my job to predict. When this stuff is going to end. Yeah, you know? that's true. And this is big because I've only done like two classes on epidemiology. Yeah. That is the study of how diseases spread, you know, become pandemics. Yep. And the like. Two classes is not enough to actually have a worthy opinion. Yep, yep, that's you know? very, yeah. And that's a very good point about, um, you know, um, speaking... Uh, yeah. speaking your mind um, with an informed opinion. You know, if you don't have an, if you don't believe you have an informed opinion, yeah, then don't act like, like you have like an informed this, opinion, this, which is good. This is what I think. Yeah, but I don't know I'm enough not... to for this to really matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. In a, in a sense, it's that that's a bit rough around the edges, but yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I don't know enough about it. I, don't, I can only go by what I've heard, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't. I, can't really judge the um, validity of um, valid. I don't know reliability, validity, 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 validity of you know of them. You know, I I I think that I think they know what they're talking about, but um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they know. They've said what twelve to fifteen months away. Um, but how do I know that they're telling okay. that they that they're informed about it? You know. Okay, so first start, things are looking better, not good, but better. Yeah, I think we've reached also, the like, peak. Uh, the, the rate of transmission is far down. The rate of infections is far down. Yep. Which means that as a whole, the quarantine, the self isolation, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, for one, Australians, which they're normally terrible at, and in any other situation, this would be a compliment. Australians are terrible at doing what they're told. <laughs> so were Nirvana, Adrian, but uh, you know they went on to good, do great things. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, one but of the good ones. They the actually great, um, are. They're, you know, they're listening to the government. Yeah. And in this case, that's a very good thing. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it went from, what, 450 cases per day um, to, I think, about 100 per day now, which is yeah. really good. It doesn't matter that people keep getting sick. It matters that it's slowing down. Yeah, yeah. It's about contain containment. Yeah, and what's the, what's the end goal? Is it, like... Are we just waiting for a vaccine? Like, you know? 
Pretty much until later in the year, you know, November, December sort of stuff. But what matters most right now is, like I said, containment. Mm. You You just know who's sick and where they are, and then it's much easier to control. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very interesting, very interesting. And uh, now I think... um, you know, another thing we could add add about this is how you know our personal experiences, um, you know, mental health uh, stuff like that. You know how it's been affecting us on an individual level. Um, yeah. Personally, it's taken me a while to adjust. Like for the first couple of weeks, um, you know, I've got a bit of anxiety issues um, already, but um, and they were almost non-existent, and then suddenly, you know. Um, everything closed down and then I was like, oh, crap. Um, and I've completely lost my routine and then I started getting really bad anxiety. But then two weeks later, I sort of started to adjust a bit better and, um, you know, I'm, I'm get, I think I'm relatively anxiety-free, which is which is really good. It's just that two-week adjustment period. How about you? How long did it take for you to sort of adjust to it? Or if you have, you know? How my really life goes on as normal. Yeah. It's just, I can't go to the pub anymore. I can't just, you know, when I have a free day, just go to the shops for the sake of going to the shops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think socially, socially we're, we're all suffering, aren't we, I guess? Yeah. I mean, like my, what's today, the 14th? Yeah. My mother's birthday is on the 11th. Mm. And, you know, ideally I wanted to get her a book from South America, one of her favorites. Like yeah. we always talk about it when when I was studying ancient history, you know, and I'm like, oh, we're doing this right now. And she's like, oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Um, Iliad. Okay. That is about the Greeks sacking Troy. Oh. You know, but she read that as a girl and she loved it. It was her yeah. favorite, I thought, for her birthday because she's 60 now. Oh, the big 6-0. Mm. I'm going to get her a Spanish copy, ship it in from South America, so it's South. It's in South oh American God. Spanish, not Spanish. That like three Spanish. billion dollars to ship it from South America. <laughs> yeah. Well, can't do that now. Yeah, yeah. So I just got her flowers and chocolate, but that'll yeah, that'll do for now. Her I guess. favorites of both, but you know. Yeah. Uh, that was a nice. That would be a nice thought, though. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt she would have loved it. Well, she can get it to, for, you know, for a 61st. I'm still planning to get it for her as soon as we can import stuff from overseas again. Yeah. That is absolutely what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Adrian. Uh, Cadbury roses and lavenders only last so long. Yeah, yeah. And but a book will keep with you forever. Mm, mm. A good book. Yeah, yeah. And is, that's one of the things that, you know, we take for granted um, that we haven't really thought about um, up until now, you know, like our so, you know, social lives, just going to the pub, you know, being able to buy books for our, you know. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Something as simple as importing a book, I never would have known how precious, just like the freedom of it, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah. Until you can't do it anymore. Yeah, 
Yeah, that is it. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, you, you don't realize how how good we've, we've got it. You know, until it's taken away from us. I guess was we had it. Yeah, yeah, we had it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it again, Adrian. This, this is the world we live in now. Yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. Later, sure. it'll all get better. Fine. Yeah. Do you think it will? You know, get better to the point that it was before, or do you think it'll? Of course. Be worse or oh, better? Or... Pandemics always end one way or another. Yeah. It's just how long is it going to take? Yep. Mm. What do you think will change, though? Because things will change. Like, once once there's no virus anymore, society will be different. I know I'm talking a lot right now, but no, there's I'm talking one thing I want to say, if I can. One thing, that's it. No more things. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Pandemics happen one of two ways. They happen fast or they happen slow. So a slow pandemic is what you're seeing right now, you know? I mean, they're saying we might get life back to normal by, say, July. No way. Maybe, maybe, but the virus will still be there. We'd still have to practice social distancing. We'd still have to be really careful. But pubs can open again. Non-essential shops can open again. Yeah. Right? And it won't be over until, say, September, October, that kind of time. Mm. Right. I think later than that, but... It's a little bit more difficult to deal with, but less people dead, less people sick, more manageable, so to speak. Yep. Not too many are flooding the healthcare system. Yep. And then you have a fast pandemic where, at this rate, it will be over by May. Mm. You know, like done and dusted. But a lot more dead bodies, a lot more sick. The yeah. healthcare system is completely overflowed. Like, yeah, you see on those graphs. Yeah. On the slow pandemic, they go like this. Yeah. On a fast, they go like that. Thanks for using um, visual cues in a podcast, Adrian. <laughs> but I'm sure they know what they're talking. Sorry. For your benefit. Jimmy. For my benefit. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I get. I get what you saw. Yeah. Okay. He's obviously, he's making um yeah a low curve for the longer one and a high curve for the shorter yes. one. Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. No. I get. I get you, man. Yeah. It's probably. Yeah. And that's why we're doing it. And I think we all under, sort of understand that. Um, but yeah, in other countries, it, pro- it probably is, you know, Spain, Italy, uh, you know, they're, they're, they'll, they'll probably get through it a bit quicker, right? Because their curve is much, um, you know, higher. But that does mean a lot more dead bodies. Yeah. That's what matters in the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the thing. Like a friend of mine, I don't want to name him on the is it me? No, no. <laughs> he asked me, why is Italy suffering so badly? Yep. Why Why of all places, like, until, you know, America screwed up, it was Italy that was the worst affected. Not China, Italy. Yep. And it started in China. I was like, well, why? Hmm. And it turns out it's a lot of different things. First and foremost, Italy is a very touchy-feely kind of place. You know, we're all familiar oh, yeah. with... We're all them. kissing each other. 
yeah, the walks, you know, a kiss on each cheek and the hugs and families live together very closely. Okay. You know, like you live with grandma and grandpa. Yep. You know, they don't move out and go to their own place. We don't send them off to a nursing home or anything. Mm. A family house is like 10 people at least. Mm -hmm. Parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, as it is. Yeah, plus it's a playground, that, and in a country where there's so much hugging and kissing, you know, all day every day, it's a playground for germs. Mm. Plus, I reckon the government probably didn't jump on it as quick. Maybe I don't know enough about that to actually have an opinion. Yeah. But the second thing is that Italy, of all countries in the world, has the second oldest population. Oh, that's why there's a lot of deaths, eh? After Japan, yes. And, you know, by now everyone knows coronavirus does affect the older people. Yep. And Italy happens to have a lot of old people. It's always been a na-na-no-no kind of country. (laughs) (laughs) Na-na-no-no. Bring back no-no. Yeah, we wish. (laughs) Yeah. The likely fact is no-no has coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah, she's, she's... Oh god, she's she's in heaven right now. But that's all right. That's all right. We'll meet her one day, Adrian. No, we won't. Yeah, but that's we'll, okay. That's another. That's religion we'll topic. <laughs> Sorry. We'll definitely get through this. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there eventually. And um, how do you think on a um, you know deeper level, um, spiritual level even? How do you think people will um, be better or worse um, from this? You know, I think. As an example, you know, take we, we took for granted all of this stuff and now it's taken away from us. Um, at the end of this, will people, um, you know, sort of realise this and really um, appreciate life more, do you think? I definitely think so. I mean, like I said, I'm, I miss the pubs. I miss going to the movies even. You know, it doesn't matter about alcohol. Yeah. It's about just being with people in ways that you weren't appreciative of before. Mm. And even uh, working, you know. It's just like, work. hey, let's, let's go out and eat somewhere nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think pe- most people will take that for granted ever again. Yeah, because the, the other option is, you know, a lot of people might forget about well, maybe may not forget, but, like, they'll just go back to their old ways and they'll um, sort of forget this happened. But I think that might happen a little bit, um, but I think definitely people will have more of an appreciation for what we have. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the positives, I guess, if there is any. <laughs> um, maybe. As, yeah. Like, it's something I keep telling myself just to get through it one more thing to look forward to because even before I always used to write down like books to read, movies to watch, recipes to cook, you know, Mm. mundane stuff like that. But I never actually got around to it. Okay. Yeah. And have you got, have you had more time to do that stuff now or? Yes. But also I appreciate more that once all this is done, I can do it. Oh, okay, sure. You know, I'm not going to take for granted free time 
ever again, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, I don't have work. I don't have study. What can I do? Yep. And normally I would go off and play a video game that I already have or read a book that I've read a thousand times. Now I feel like I will much, much more appreciate that I can do something different. Yeah, stuff that you haven't been able to do during um, isolation. Exactly. Like, go outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, like, I imagine, yes, you know, stuff like, you know, live music and, um, you know, pubs and comedy and stuff like that will be going That's through the games. Most. Concerts cancelled. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to the Sydney Comedy Festival. Like, I had, um, like, five comedians that I really wanted to see. Like, my favourite comedian... That uh, well, third favorite comedian that we discussed in episode two of this podcast, Sam Campbell. Very excited to um, see him, but unfortunately, you know, he's obviously got cancelled. So, um, but I guess, do you think it'll be more popular later, or do you think because of the because I know the economy, obviously, we're going into a recession now. People might not have the money to to go out and you know um, go to the pub and watch. Well, there has been the government giving out that. Um... I don't want to use the word doll, but uh, the stimulus package. Yep. And something interesting that I do want to bring up. Bring it up, Andy. Bring it up. I feel like I'm doing most of the talking for this episode. Well, you're a smart man. Um, I was saying for a second that um, landlords might erase their rent. So you don't yeah, have to pay... Yeah. You don't have to pay rent, you know, the regular 600 bucks per month. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yep. To pay. Mm. But then there's some landlords that are still demanding their money. They're still demanding payment. They said, I don't care if now your job has foreclosed. I don't care whether or not you get the stimulus package. I need pay money. Your rent. Yeah. Well, that's a bit of a dickhead move, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and people say, you know, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a job, and yeah. I have to live somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has the gov- so have the government stepped in um, and done something about that, or do you know? Well, yes, that's the whole point of the stimulus package, but in a way, it's not, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Stimulus package. It's meant to stimulate the economy, right? A lot of shops are closing down. Some are still staying open. They keep. They're giving people this money so that they can still spend money. You know, go to Coles, go to Woolies, buy food, buy paper towels and such. Mm. Right. Mm. It's meant to keep the economy. That's in quotation marks. Yep. <laughs> alive, so to speak. If you just use that package to pay your rent, it's not going to stimulate the economy. It's just going into someone's bank account. Uh-huh. Mm. It's, it's a waste to spend it on rent. Mm. You should be using it to buy food, paper towels, toilet paper, that yeah. kind of stuff. The counter-argument, of course, is how, how does the landlord um, get their money? But, you know, as long as they have some money, I'm sure they'll be all right. <laughs> mm. 
Well, get it from the stimulus package. Yeah, stimulus package. Well, yeah. I mean, that it, it can only do so much, though. We're still going to go into a recession. Um, Absolutely. But the, the question is, how bad is it going to be depending on the actions of our government? Mm, mm. It could be quick and easy, or it could be fucking horrible. Yep. Uh, yeah, it kind of sucks, man. kind of sucks a lot. I'm lucky enough to, you know, be in a situation where I'm not affected by it too much, you know. Parents are both still working, which is good, and um, still can afford everything, which is great. Um, but, yeah, some people don't have it as good as, as I do, I suppose. And one of the things I want to talk about, obviously, um, you know, is, is homelessness. Um, yes, yes. Those are the guys... Like, I can't even imagine how much that it'd suck for them right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sucked before, but... I'm putting the phone down, I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> you can't multitask, Adrian? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they don't... Like, first of all, they're not... Obviously, they're not very healthy, as it is. So... That'd be the highest risk of dying um, when contracting the virus. They're out in the open, so people are just walking past all the time. Well, not all the time now that things are closed, but still, they're out in the open. Um, surely, like a lot of homeless people will die because of this. What do you think, Adrian? Well, the homeless are always at risk, aren't they? Mm. Doesn't matter that it's a pandemic, they've always been. In danger. Yep. And... Oh, sorry, continue. Truly, I don't know. Yeah. That might be one of the people that have forgotten through all this, you know. Because now that people aren't really walking around in the streets, you know, they don't have anyone to go to to beg, you know, they're not getting money, they don't, they're not having any income. Um, you know, I imagine that be um services like there are still services for them but um you know it's it sucks man you know uh just before this all happened you know like a month ago i went out um on with it's with this thing called mobilize right this organization called mobilize and it was like seven of us and we went out and um like gave like jumpers and um, like nut bars and stuff to like the homeless people, but the the idea was to go out and like talk to them. You know, it's just like more yeah. of an icebreaker thing. And um, yeah, we did that for about an hour and a half. It was so, it was so interesting, like get, getting you know just getting their stories and talking to the, sorry and yeah. talking to um, just just having a chat to them. You know, because they're, they're you know they're lonely sort of people. You know, um, they don't really have people to talk to. Um, you know, a lot of them, obviously, as a result of being homeless, they go out and, um, you know, take drugs and it's just this endless, you know, endless cycle of, you know, I'm homeless, I need to cope, I go get drugs. Now that I've got drugs, I don't have an income because I'm, you know, um, I don't work. Uh, it's just like this endless cycle they can't break out of. Something interesting, actually. We all know that cops, whether you like them or love them, you know, 
maybe you have a family member who's a cop, they are not kind to the homeless. Well, they, yeah, I have, they told us. other people. And I am talking from a place of bias because I don't trust or like the police. (laughs) I'm trying to be as honest as I can, but as an honest person, you should be able to say, no, cops have not been the best to homeless. Yeah, you could, um... Yeah, I think that's two different arguments. They're like um, cops as in individuals because they are just getting orders, you know, like if you see homeless people, just move them on, um, stuff like that. So maybe it's, it's a... It's yeah, like but, to move on. No, yeah, no, exactly. That's like I agree with you. Like it's pretty, um, it's pretty ridiculous, uh, a lot of the stuff relating uh-huh. to that. But it, like is it... Is it the their the own individual police officer's fault, or is it a um, sort of a system um, problem it's with the system? Institutional problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. But what I was getting at is that me working as a paramedic, what they suggested, it's still in like the working faces, is that we will sort of unite our patrols because sometimes we do just you know drive around, make sure that. Everything's okay. Yep. And if a call gets put out, there's already a van on the street. So it's yes, wait, much yeah. quicker. Yep. Just get there. There's been talk about coordinating our drives with cops. Yep. And no one likes that. Sorry? No one. No one likes it. In a Let me put it this way, and I hope it's not confusing because it it might be no one in a blue uniform trusts the other guys in a blue uniform oh really no we do not like cops and cops don't like you exactly mutual hatred because we're too nice who's the nice guys oh so you're the nice guys and the cops are the bad guys yeah they just want (laughs) to like punch bastards down you know well, yeah, I think we that like that is true. Some of them are power hungry, but at the same time, like you know, there are good police officers out there. Naturally, naturally, but what matters is that they're the exception, not the rule. Hmm. I mean, something that made me laugh was, you know, when we got told about it. It's like, fuck that! All cops are bastards. <laughs> And and then one one other fellow said, "Hey, my cousin's a cop. Is he a bastard?" <laughs> he didn't. He didn't back down. He just went, "Especially your cousin <laughs> is a bastard." Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. That's pretty funny. But I. I, I mean, I don't have. Um, sort of enough knowledge to comment on, on it too much. But you know, obviously, there are good cops and there are. Bad cops. I don't know what the percentage is. I. I do know that there are police officers that go. I don't want to dive into it too much because that's not what we're meant to be talking about for this podcast. No, it doesn't really matter too much. I just, I just don't trust them. Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's interesting this whole idea of trust because you know you could be. Um, 
not trusting the wrong person, which is good, and you can be not trusting um, the right person, which is not good. You know, you could be, um, but you don't know if they're a good or, or bad sort of. Um, they're in it with the right intentions or not. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think I think I trust. I personally, I think I like I trust them, but because um, I. It might be different in America, you know. I've heard a lot of American, um, you know, violence against innocent people and stuff, but I haven't heard too much in Australia. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it's also different depending on what race you are or what gender you are. Hmm. That is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do also know that you know people. Um, when given a position of power, can use it to be, um, you know, can use it negatively. And I guess, like, like, yeah, I mean, obviously there are people in the police force that can use it negatively. Um, you know, politics as well, obviously. No. Sorry. Continue. That's my mind. It just goes off on tangents. Like I hear one thing and it pew, goes Tell off. me, tell me, Adrian, give me your tangents. Yeah. Something, something about dogs and our our relationship with dogs as humans. Yep. With dogs, it's like, what does a dog mean? Now, normally, when you see a dog, you interact with it, you know, in a nice way. Mm-hmm. You, know, you pet it. You say nice mm-hmm. words. You speak in a kind way. No, puppy. (laughs) Yeah. But then think about, let's say you've done something wrong and you're running away and you hear a police dog. Then that means fear. Yeah, because the police dog's trained to, you know, bite your leg off. And something really interesting that I learned not too long ago. Hold on, let me me have some more water. (laughs) Uh, why can't you just hold the phone in one hand and the water in the other? Is that not how it works? I feel like it would be rude. <laughs> have like just video of me. I love it. There, there was. Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've done enough talking. There was a Native American tribe. Oh, here we go. As, as I read it... It's Mi'kmaq, but I don't want to do them the disservice of mispronunciating it. I'm sure it is mispronunciated, that's right. They lived lived right like, you know, the United States and Canada, right at the area where it stops being forest and starts to become tundra. Right. So they had enough wood to build, you know, things, weapons, houses, and the such, but they did go out into the snow to hunt, and they had dogs. Mm-hmm. Now, these people believed that dog, um, well, if you gave something a name, then it had a soul. Ooh, that's a big that word, really soul. important, right? Humans had names, humans had souls, and they didn't give animals names therefore souls. Mm-hmm. They um, named the personification of the animal 
you know, the spirit that represented the animal. But the actual thing? No. Mm. So they had sled dogs, and they did not give these dog names. They kept them chained up outside. They fed them as they needed feeding. They gave them water as they needed water. But in general, they treated them like workhorses. Mm-hmm. Work dogs. But in Yes. Huh? Work dogs. What dogs? Work dogs. Work dogs. <laughs> what? But, um, the, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm dumb, mate. <laughs> no, but um, for some elaboration, they were closest to Siberian Huskies. Yeah, and they, they treated these things like, like they were animals. But every family had one dog inside their house. This dog did not work. It did not pull the sled. It did not help them with hunting. But they fed it. They clothed it even when it was a bit too cold, as it does get out in the snow. And it had a name. Mm. Therefore, it had a soul. Therefore, it was equal to humans. Therefore, it was part of the family. Mm. I don't know, that just, when I read that, that hit me. That is an interesting theory. Well, not theory, but it's, you know, um, interesting sort of thing, yeah. It's just the way things work. Yeah, interesting theory for them, you know, like if you name it, they have a soul and stuff, like that's pretty whack. Like they didn't, this is a tangent again. Keep going, Aiden. Like this was the bad old days, you know. Okay. The good old days, the bad old days. A lot of kids died, unfortunately, as soon as they were born. Oh, yeah. You know, it's you, pretty common, like half of them, right? It's a common fact right now, but it's still something awful to admit. Yeah. So they didn't actually name kids until they were one or two years old? Oh, yeah, just to prevent them from, you know... Um... Yes, because after that point, oh, yeah, they'll definitely live. Hmm. That'd have been terrible, you know, because I mean that, that's a that's a fair um sort of way to deal with, like, because imagine if you you know your kid died, like, oh, that'd be terrible. That's one of the worst things that can happen, you know. So if you, if you can sort of disassociate yourself with you and the child somehow, um, then of course, yeah, that might be um that that'd be probably a good way to deal with it, you know. If it dies. Possible. Yeah, it was lucky we have the sort of technology today, you know, so that doesn't really happen anymore. I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, far out. It's not, you know, we don't have to worry about that too much now. Like if we have you a know, kid. Otherwise, I wouldn't have survived my appendicitis. Yes. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty crazy, eh? Yes. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Adrian, it's been about 45, 50 minutes. What do you reckon we wrap it up? I'm more than happy to keep talking, but 
Yeah. Okay. Probably for the best. <laughs> we got dinner as well. People won't want to listen uh, yeah. to us for more than 50 minutes, I reckon. Yeah. But anyway, keep safe, Adrian. Make sure you don't get the virus. <laughs> Please. Wait, maybe wear a mask at Coles. That's probably a good idea. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Are you making no, sure you're staying away from everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does that work? How can you help people without, like, going in their two-metre space sort of thing? How does it work as in... Like the dynamics of yeah, the, like coals, or how does it work? As in, how would you go about it? Like how do you ha- like what are the protocols at at um at coals? Because beforehand, obviously, like you know, it's okay to go up and help people with their bags and whatever. Like, um, how do you stick away from everyone? Essentially, keep your distance. You know, if you need to pass something to someone, you put it down on the table. Oh, okay. And then walk away, and then they grab it. All right. So to speak. Hmm. But if they have if they have the virus, though, like wouldn't they, wouldn't the virus like be on the package or something? Is that how it works? Yeah. Gotta yeah, be careful, later. Be careful, later. Be safe, and do all of our listeners be safe. Stay stay home and listen to the podcast instead. I want you to listen to all eleven episodes of <laughs> Calls of the Void. Eleven. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and sorry for the four-month hiatus or five-month hiatus. <laughs> That's right. It has been a while. It has been a while. This has been a good return. Well, hopefully. I think it's been good. I've enjoyed talking to you, Adrian. Have I told you the light bulb story? If it goes for ten minutes, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'll tell you after. Then. No, no, you tell it now. Tell it now. No, no, no. It, How long does it go for? Finish, right? No, we don't need to. I don't know. If they, well, if you want to, if you don't want to listen to the light bulb story, then tune out now. Now you can say it. Okay. Well, this was something that I heard from a friend, and they heard it from a friend, so it's a little bit um. Not what's the word? Not the best source. Yeah, yeah. Chinese whispers. And this happened a while ago, clearly. Because the setting is a house party. Okay. It was a house party. And, you know, as happens at house parties, people were talking, they were chatting, you know. And someone mentioned that you can't put a light bulb in your mouth (laughs) without putting it back out again. Okay. That is dime side first, the big part. Yep. And then there was one fella who fancied himself as having quite a big mouth. <laughs> and he thought, I can do it. He couldn't. It was all 15 glass. minutes of trying to jam the light bulb out of his mouth, he gave up, called an Uber. An Uber? Took himself to the emergency room. Oh, God. And they tried to get it out. They couldn't. <laughs> they just injected his jaw with muscle relaxant. Oh, God, no. Yeah, quite. Uh, <laughs> pretty terrible. But it worked. They got the light bulb out. And he what? went straight back to the party. Oh, no. And then he, did, then he put it in his mouth. With fresh confidence. <laughs> 
with this new he muscle relaxer. Now that I've got the muscle relaxant in my jaw, I can easily do it now. <laughs> he couldn't. Oh, and he went back to the emergency. Once, once again, he found himself with <laughs> a giant fucking light bulb <laughs> in his mouth. And he had to go back to the hospital again in one night. Oh my god! You. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was worth it, Adrian. That was worth it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope you stuck around for that, uh, listeners. Well, listener. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Shout out to shout out to Tom Stewart who might be listening to this. He's probably the only person. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Uh, He's a good man. And follow uh, Call of the Void uh, quotes. Not Call of the Void. Call of the Void quotes. Um, no. Page Tommy Stewart runs for this pe- for this podcast. So Bless. get around it. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Adrian. Stay safe, mate. You as well, brother. All right, we'll uh, do this again soon. Definitely. All right. All right. Thanks, Adrian. See you, mate. Thank you. See you, bro.